this. Just, just, just please do what I'm asking. Not my will, Lord. Everybody repeat it. Not my will, Lord, but your will be done. Again, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. Chaney, they were they were singing a song, and I look and I notice there's a lot of people. What what was the song? People had their hands in the air. Where's Chandy at? I lost her. But what was what was the name of that song? Because I think that's in the in the lyrics. It was yes. And so so easy to lift our hands up. It's so easy to say, "Not my will, Lord, but Your will be done." But it's real easy for everybody around you to see if you're living that or not and, and what the fruit is like. I'm just trying to encourage you. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to encourage you in this. So while I was at Bethel, the, um, I mean, it was a lot too, there was a lot of good things. But, you know, I'm, I'm just like at this place in my life where I love the Scripture. We should read our Bibles, Right? How many of you love your Bibles? I've been reading my Bible for a lot of years, though, but I'm seeing something. I'm seeing something happening that I've. I'm not saying I've never seen a miracle or or people getting healed, but I've not seen it like happening like I'm seeing it now, and and I'm just like I'm at this place where I'm like, and I just need everybody on board. Where I'm like, okay, I what I read about, I want to start seeing it in this building and at that building, out here on this street. I don't care. I want to start seeing it. And the the uh, so I was at all three services on Sunday morning, and and they're free flowing, but the Sunday evening service is very free flowing, and and actually the last so I was there two different Sundays a month ago, and then one Sunday this time, but. Um, even one of those services, nobody even got up and preached. There was a few words given or whatever. But this service, the young adult pastor actually preached, and it was amazing. But before he did, there were, there were different people on staff during the worship that would give up and give prophetic words. And there was a, a young girl, mid-20s, late-20s maybe, um, Asian girl that got up, and she had a word for this girl. And there, most people were standing, and she she says the girl's color of shirt. Obviously, she doesn't know her name, but she says, you and this color shirt. And she says, I forget the exact date, So, but I'm just going to say, she says, does April 23rd mean anything to you? And this girl, like she could hardly get it out because she choked up that fast. And finally she gets out, that's my birthday. And I was like, whoa. And then she had a prophetic word for her. And it was, I don't remember what it was, but it was so powerful. But I'm sitting there and I'm like, she knew her birth date. And that's the same God that you and I serve. That, that wasn't a mistake. That wasn't a good guess. That wasn't an accident. That was God. And I'm, I'm watching this happen. I'm like, why, why isn't this happening everywhere? It's going to start happening here. And I'm, I'm determined to... I um, who was I? I was talking to somebody. Something about the last time, the first time that I I went to Reading, and maybe I've already said this, but I'm like, I was in my hotel room, spending some time in prayer, and then I felt like the Lord was showing me that uh, 
because of the, the dancing and the painting and the flags and stuff and me not understanding it and, and the Lord showing me that's my pride but thinking that God can't do, can't minister to somebody in a different way outside of his word. And I was like, oh man, and I repented. But um, where was I going with that? It's good. Anyway. Humility, but I'll, I'll, I, it'll come back to me. But so the, the young adult pastor was up there teaching, and he says, he, he gives this testimony of him and some buddies, this is recent, pull up at a stoplight, and, and he's on the passenger side, and he looks over to the car beside him, and he sees the gentleman that's driving the car giving sign language to the lady sitting beside him. He just kind of assumed it was probably a husband and wife. So he rolls his window down, and he points at the guy, and, and he's like this. So the guy rolls his window down, and he at the stoplight, he says, is she deaf? And he says, yes. And he said, would you pull over in that parking lot? And he's thinking, he's not going to pull over. The guy pulls over in the parking lot, so he follows him in, and he goes over, and he prays for the lady right there in the parking lot, and her, her ears are opened. And then the couple gets born again. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. That's taking the scriptures, man, and making them real to life, right? And isn't that why they're written? We, we are to see these things. And so I'm really putting myself out there by, by wanting to see these things happen, but I just don't care. I mean, it's like we, we serve that same God, right? And we've got to be bold enough. I wish that other point would come back to me, but we've got to be bold enough. You know, I... Uh, I got there. The, the first services, they have an 8 o'clock, a 10.30, and a 1 o'clock. So they have two and a half hours between each one. But I got there at 7.30 in the morning. And I see this lady setting up uh, to do her painting. And so I just walked up to her and said, well, what's this about? You know, and I just get to chatting with her about this. And she tells me a story about how um, she, she did a painting, and a lady right immediately after the service runs up to her, and says, I want to buy that. And she explains to her how God just spoke to her through that painting. And I believe it had something to do with her childhood. It was a big deal to her. And I'm listening to this story. I'm like, wow. Okay. The Lord spoke prophetically through a painting. Like, whatever, Lord. I mean, it's just these crazy things that I just never heard anything. I've, I've not heard something like this. But I'm just at a place where, okay, God, I don't care how you minister to somebody. I'm not going to argue with you about it. If somebody's being set free, if somebody's being encouraged, if somebody, you know, 26 years ago, man, two different occasions, I stuck a, 350, a loaded 357 in my mouth to, to kill myself. And it's like, if somebody's at that place in their life and they're set free through a painting or somebody dancing with flags or whatever, I don't care, man. I was that guy at that time that needed set free. And thankfully, I was. Um, and so I just, I'm encouraging you guys to be on board to, you're going to start seeing some things in the church. Um, I, I don't, so Tess is like, I'm the, <laughs> I'm the wound up driven one. And, and, and Tess is, she's a little smarter than I am. It's like, okay, that's real good. But look, we have to have a plan and we have to, you know, this takes people. And I'm like, Okay, so I don't have a date, but 
if you're interested or know anybody that's interested, if you know how to dance, if and I'm talking every Saturday night, if you know how to paint, or and you can go on their services and you can watch these things happen. I I am I've got to come to a place where Greg Moore is mine and Tessa's pastors, and I don't know it's a few months ago, and I don't know if I shared this, but all of a sudden he's he's looking at me and he says, "You have a prophetic gift," and and I looked at him, I said, "Tessa's told me that for years." And, and I'm not a prophet, but I, I think that we can all get a word from God for somebody. Um, but even like last night, like this, this after my first visit uh, to Reading, this went on for a couple months where I was waking up in the middle of the night. And I've, I've told you this, where I was waking up with words and then, and this will go on for several hours. And I'd fall back asleep and wake back up. And then I, I woke up at 2.01 this morning and I'm like, Okay, so I got, so I grab my phone and then a couple more and then I'm wide awake and so I go out into the living room and I just please be willing to do this. I am not all that, but be all in. I, you're going to hear this from me so much. If you're not all in, you're not going to get everything that God's got for you. And I'm not saying I don't walk this thing out perfectly, and it doesn't matter if your personality's like mine or not. But you've got to be at a place when God tells you something that you don't understand or maybe that you don't even necessarily agree with or want to do. Not my will, Lord, but your will be done. That is the only way you're really... I'll I'll say this. I'm not bragging on me, but I'm excited about life every day. I don't give a rip if it's Monday or Friday. I just got another day to live life, experience what God wants me to do, and hopefully be a blessing to somebody or some people, I'm just all in. And, it, and, and it's not because from the time I wake up till the time I go to bed, I do everything perfectly. But I usually wake up around 5 o'clock in the morning. That's when I went back to bed this morning, and I finally fell back to sleep till around 7, and then back up. And, man, God just, I got a whole bunch of words, and God just ministered to me and just loved on me. And, and it's just like encouraging me, Joe, you can, you can do this. You can do what I'm asking of you, but I need you to be, I'm a visionary, man. I've got to cast the vision. I've got to, I've got to encourage you guys. And, you know, does it still seem weird to me at this point? It does, but I just, but what, what's weird? I don't know. Whatever. However God wants to work, if it seems weird, but just receive it, okay? Whatever he wants to do in your life, however he wants to do it. I'm going to challenge you guys. Well, I'm not going to challenge you. I'm going to say uh, somebody in here, or if there's more than one, if you have pain, I don't care if it's a toenail. If you have pain in your body, would you please be bold enough to raise your hand? Okay, so there's people around all of these people. I want you to please somebody or some people lay your hands on them and pray for them, and we are going to expect to see healing. And and I don't, please, don't allow the fact that you've been prayed for for the same thing or something else 500 times that it didn't happen. I'm trying, I want to encourage you and build your faith right now to where you can see healing in your body. Those that were oppressed by the devil, he, Jesus healed them all. Thank you, Father. And just receive it. Even if you don't receive it immediately at this moment, know that you've got it. 
Thank you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. Expecting in Jesus' name. Thank you for your healing power stripes that you bore. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Now, I don't know how all this is going to end, but if you've been prayed for, and by the end of the service, if you don't notice a difference, I would love it. If we, if we would pray again, if I forget to say something, somebody remind me again, I don't, man, I've got my notes, but I don't know where I'm going right now. The, the Lord's been, I mean, I'm there on a Saturday night sometimes and I got my message and the Lord gives me a scripture and I teach on something completely different. I just have to get, I'm getting used to it. I hope, um, so I'm going to start with what I got here. I've been reading in the book of Exodus. I would encourage you, yeah, it's the old covenant, but I, I've learned this, man. Genesis through Revelation, you can see God's grace and his mercy all through the old covenant also, which ends in Malachi, not Revelation, but if you're looking for it, you can see his wrath if you're looking for it. There is no doubt. Um, but you know, so much of the time what we're reading, you know, there are boundaries and, and he's trying to keep us safe. And on the outside of each of those boundaries, just imagine a cliff. He, he, he loves you so much. He's trying to keep you inside of those boundaries. A lot of times I'm bouncing off of them, I think, sometimes. But he's trying to, don't go over. But the, there's, a, there's a cliff on either side. And, and boundaries are because they're, they're love. It's because he loves you, okay? So sometimes when you see some of this stuff, and he killed him, and he killed him, it's like, well... He gave them lots of chances, but at some point he's like, okay, I got, I've got to do this so that 10,000 other people aren't affected by this person. So take that for what it's worth. But I want to encourage you first. I've been reading all through Exodus over and over and over. And I thought I was going to start in 17, but I'm going to start here. And I'm not going to read all these names. Uh, verse 6, uh, Exodus 1, 6. In time, Joseph and all his brothers died, ending that entire generation. If you're not very familiar with the story of Joseph, it's one of the most encouraging stories. It's not because my name is Joe that I love it so much. It's one of, it is one of the absolute best. I will say this, humbly and boldly, I have favor like Joseph with God and man. And you, if, are you expecting it? And, and, and whatever we have, man, we've got to steward it well. And I believe I've got favor with whoever I need it with. And, and anyway, it's, it's good. So in time, Joseph and all his brothers died, ending that entire generation. But their descendants, the Israelites, had many children and grandchildren. In fact, they multiplied so greatly that they become extremely powerful and filled the land. So 
Many children and grandchildren. Verse 8, eventually a new king came to power in Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph or what he had done. And that's one of the saddest verses in the Bible because all these children and all these grandchildren weren't trained up by the adults. And here at Freedom Church, man, we want to get all, we want to get your kids involved in places so that if Freedom Church is their church also, not just my parents, so that so that entire eventually a new king comes to power and knew nothing about Joseph. These guys, these guys had failed, and I think that uh, I'm a pastor. I love the church, but we have failed some way, and so we're after your kids and and helping you to <laughs> helping you to to grow them up and mature them in the things of the Lord and getting them involved. Man, when you're at one of Bethel's services. Like, like you've you, on the, we've got the stage for it too. I'm, I'm looking in my, you know, I did 16 years of machine work. I can, I can see measurements and I'm looking at that stage at Bethel. I'm like, this stage at CBC is even bigger. We've got the room to do whatever God wants us to do. But, um, I'm watching these, the, this, this girl, maybe in her twenties is up there with her flags and stuff. And then all of a sudden, you see three little kids, maybe like three or four or five years old, come up on the stage, and they know exactly. This is, you know, they have practiced. They know how to do this. And I'm watching these little kids. I'm like, they know this is their church. And they're involved. They're plugged in. And they're doing something that they love to do. And they're seeing that they have gifts to do from God to do things at these young ages. So, Take that for what it's worth. We want your kids. We want to help you to raise them up. We want to give them a place in the church. And, and we have, I believe, one of the best kids ministries on the planet. And these guys are preaching to them. And, and so get ready to get your kids involved. Praise God. <laughs> Where am I going with this? He said to his people, look, the people of Israel now outnumber us. And, oh, okay, this is... This is uh, the new king. We must make, we must, okay, so in this, just see this. These guys are determined to stop God's chosen. And, and, and the enemy is determined to stop you guys, but let's go here. We must make a plan to keep them from growing even more. If we don't, and if war breaks out, they will join our enemies and fight against us. Then they will escape from the country. So the Egyptians made the Israelites their slave. They appointed the, appointed brutal slave drivers over them, hoping to wear them down, hoping to wear them down with crushing labor. They forced them to build the cities of, as, as supply centers for the king. But the more the Egyptians oppressed them, the more the Israelites multiplied and spread, and the more alarmed the Egyptians became. God's like, you're not going to stop my people. And yeah, they were, they were treated brutally and, and there was a lot of mistreatment, bad things that happened. But you, we all serve this same God. And there is a devil, and he's under our feet, and we don't give a rip about him because our focus is on God. And, when, and somehow, if he trips us up a little bit, we just get back up and keep going knowing that we serve this God, right? So the Egyptians worked the people of Israel without mercy. They made their lives bitter, forcing them to mix mortar, make bricks, do all the work in the fields, they were ruthless in their demands. Then Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, gave this order to the Hebrew midwives. I love this. You women, man, you make us guys look bad sometimes. Uh, Hebrew midwives, their names. When you help the Hebrew women as they give birth, watch as they deliver. 
this is brutal. If the baby is a boy, kill him. If it's a girl, let her live. Because they know, they know somebody's coming. And so, but because the midwives feared God, and, and I'm going to ask you, do you fear God? Or, or are you making your own plans in life? Are you doing what you want to do in life? Are you, or, or, or is God telling you to go talk to this person and out of fear and, and being uncomfortable, you don't do it? Or do you fear God enough? It not, do <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? As in a, uh, a respectful way, as in he's always right. Even when I think I'm right, I'm wrong. He's always right. And when he's telling me to go talk to this person and I'm feeling really uncomfortable, am I going to do it? Watch what these, these women. But because the midwives feared God, they refused to obey the king's orders. Wow. I mean, they allowed the boys to live too. These women were so bold. They knew Death was knocking at the door if they, if they get found out here. They have a fear of God. My note. Uh, let me look at my note here. The midwives. Okay. That's where I'm going with this. I'm going to help you, Daniel. The midwives weren't looking at what someone else was doing and thinking what they're doing is more important. And... These midwives, they, they weren't seen. They weren't in front of, you know, some people think, oh, I, I went on that stage behind that mic. I'm the guy that ran from it for years. And some people don't realize what they're asking for. And if they did make it up to the stage, then they'd pass out before they got behind the mic. Because when you turn around and you got all these eyes looking at you and all you guys are wanting to hear something good and be encouraged, man, you're like... You know, I've done it long enough now where I'm just like, I love doing it. I'm, I'm not nervous about it at all. But in the beginning, oh, my gosh, man, this was like, oh, goodness gracious. So God is asking you to do, to do something. You can't compare. And, yeah, I talk about this a lot, but, but it, it must be something that a lot of people deal with, not just in here, but all over, because I just believe that the Lord's got me. I'm trying to encourage you guys, stop looking at what somebody else is doing and stop thinking that what somebody else is doing is more important. These women, I mean, they have some friends, I guess, but they're not out in front of the whole world, but look what they're doing, man. They're, they're disobeying the king, and they are going to, they are not killing these boys. So the king of Egypt, somehow he must have found out Called for the midwives. Why have you done this, he demanded. Why have you allowed the boys to live? I, I think uh, maybe they stretched the truth a little bit here. <laughs> Verse 19, the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, the, the midwives replied. So they're giving an excuse, right? Um, they are more vigorous and have their babies so quickly that we cannot get there in time. <laughs> they lied, but whatever. Hey, they're doing what they, you know. You can talk to God about the lie in the Bible. That's not the only one. So, uh, verse 20. So, God was good to the midwives. And, man, it, we can, God is good, and, and, he's, and he's everywhere. But if, if we want to see, how do I say this? It's not, okay, if you're born again, it, your works are not, are not, uh, 
your, your relationship is good with God. But, but re, a lot of uh, the rewards here on earth are from the things that we're doing when we're obeying God, right? Verse 20, so God was good to the midwives, and the Israelites continued to multiply, growing more and more powerful. So God was good to them. It doesn't, I mean, I, how was he good? I don't know. I guess they, I guarantee you they weren't lacking anything. They were healthy. They had food. They had, they had homes. They had everything that was needed. God was good to the midwives because they were doing, they were bold enough to do what God was asking. They had zero fear of death, obviously, and, and a, uh, a respect and a honor for God to where they knew this is what God is asking and this is what we're going to do. We are all in. And we're not interested in our plan, whatever that might be. We're interested in God's plan. It is the only way you're going to be fulfilled. And you've probably heard me say this before. If it was up to Joe, this church would have been put in Monument. I, 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 Tess and I lived in Monument for three years. I got an emotional connection. I wanted to put this church in Monument. And I'm thinking, then I can reach Colorado Springs and this thing, you know, I, Woodland Park, it's so small. I just thank God that I listened to the Lord and didn't try to do my own thing because it made no sense because I think in numbers. And I'm like, at that time, there was eight or 10,000 people, and I'm thinking Monument in Colorado Springs. There's just a better chance of making a, making a church work, you know. How do you apply what I just said in your own life with something that you're maybe talking to God about or not wanting to do or God is speaking to you, and you're like, and you're not all in, man. You're teetering back and forth. It's like, man, jump in, jump in, even if you got to go the wrong direction to figure out the right direction. I don't want to see you do that. I've done it. You'll end up selling cars and you'll hate it, whatever that looks like for you. And there's good car salesmen. I'm not saying selling cars is bad. It was not a good experience. It was a hard experience for me and a very, very humbling experience because out of my pride and some anger and frustration, I put myself in that position and God... He was merciful, and he wasn't surprised by it, even though I was. And uh, you've heard me say it, man. It was like seven years it took, and two hailstorms in June and August, and all the debt was paid off. I was praying for hail. So anyway, the Lord, I'm not going to say he's in it, but it was good. They were all in in what God was asking them to do, even though they were unseen. They were so all in that they were willing to die to not obey an earthly king, but the king of kings. And, man, just, just whatever it is, even if it seems, I'm gonna, I stole this. Let's see here. One of, the, uh, one of the pastors said this in Reading. I've never heard it like this. Come on. Oh, darn, I'm so sorry. I thought I had it in this note here. All right, I'm going to go to Exodus 2, and I'm going to find this. Oh, okay, so I, it came to me, though. So 
I can't remember who, who said it while I was in Reading, but they were comparing people. They were talking about people comparing and some people wanting on a stage. And, and the guy that was talking about it, he said, God is not going to reduce your call to a stage because what he's called you to do is the highest call. And if he hasn't called you to, to stand on a stage, he's not going to take what he's called you to do if it's, if it's being a school teacher or I, I don't know, whatever, and put you on a stage. He's just reduced his call on your life by doing that. So don't compare and don't see me or somebody else on a stage and think we are all that. It's only by God's grace I'm on the stage, trust me. So it's, it's just, I, I love it, but, but it's not better than what you are doing if you're doing what God has called you to do. If you're not, please get on board. You'll, you'll be much happier. Um, 2.12, let me see something here. I'm sorry, I may be a little all over the place, but um, this, this is amazing. Okay, sometimes we get in these situations I uh, spent 30 minutes with a couple, actually, that they just bought a condo here. The wife is going to be going to school in September, and God has provided everything, and she even thought she had a job, and then it didn't happen, and wow, man, she was in tears, and she had, and I, her and her husband uh, have been watching uh, us online, and she messaged me on Facebook a few weeks ago or a month ago or something, and She's been chatting with me a little bit and saying her and her husband are going to be up here, and they show up here at Java House, and I could tell something's not right. So I said, hey, come in the office with me, and uh, whew, lots of tears. I, I got to pray and just encourage her, and, and I just encouraged her, man. It, God, God didn't bring you here and provide everything so far, and then all of a sudden, so you, you just got to you know, stay with it. And, and so sometimes these situations can look just impossible they're not for God. All things, Luke 1, 37, all things are possible with God. So this, this story, man, um, about this time, um, I'm in Exodus 2, verse 1. About this time, a man and woman from the tribe of Levi got married. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that he was a special baby. Becca, she says that too, right? <laughs> a special baby and kept him hidden for three months where is he <laughs> verse three but when she could no longer hide him she got a basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch she put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along the bank of the nile river the baby's sister then stood at a distance watching to see what would happen to him Soon, this is not by chance, Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe in the river and her attendants walked along the riverbank. When the princess saw the basket among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it for her. When the princess opened it, she saw the baby. This is not a coincidence who this is getting Moses. Do you understand that? This is not, and, and God, what do you need? God can make it happen. When the verse six, when the princess opened it, she saw the baby boy. She saw the baby. The little boy was crying, and she felt sorry for him. And she says this: she knows these boys are not supposed to be alive. This must be one of the Hebrew children. She said, "Wow, what did she do? She didn't drown it, right?" Verse seven, she could have, right? She knew. Trust me, she knew. 
Verse 7, then the baby's sister approached the princess. I don't even know, like, I'm not sure that she could, like, even do that. This is the princess. Like, I'm not sure how this worked or how she even did this, but it says, it's God's word. All scriptures God breathes, 2 Timothy 3.16, right? Old and New Testament. Okay, then the baby sister approached the princess. Should I go and find one of the Hebrew, the wisdom in this, man? Do you need wisdom? Ask God. The scripture says if you need wisdom, just ask God. The wisdom in this. Should I go and find, it's another lady that's just bold, man. Us guys, man, we got to step it up. All right. Should I go and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you, she asked. She knows, she knows where she's headed with this while she's asking this. Yes, do, the princess replied. So the girl went and called the baby's mother. <laughs> it's like, this is so odd. This is so God setting this thing up, man. What do you need? He's got you set up. Are, are you, uh, is it, are you sure when you say, not my will, Lord, your will be done, are, are you really at that place? Are you really all in? If you are, man, you can go to, man, I, I go to God. If, if I'm needing some resources or something's up, or you can ask our exec team, man. Somebody says, hey, we need some more volunteers in this area. I stop everything and I pray right then. Hey, Lord, man, this thing is on you. This is not my deal. And we need people. Amen. Yes, do, the princess replied. So the girl went and called the baby's mother. Take this baby and nurse him for me. This is her child, man. This is just amazing. The princess told the baby's mother, I will pay you for your help. (laughs) Becca, wouldn't you like to? Jacob, are you paying her? I mean, come on. (laughs) So the woman took her baby home and nursed him. Wow. This is just, I'm just like, what do you need? Come on, guys. Verse 10, later when the boy was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter who adopted him. I, I mean, this is the wealthiest of the wealthiest. This is amazing. Adopted him as her own son. The princess named him Moses for as she explained, I lifted him out of the water. So... Why did I say everything I said to encourage you? But just this, man, I want to, let's see if I can find it. Well, this was a, well, this was this morning. I typed be in, all in or all out in God's plan for your life. But the, this is a hard scripture. But this is the script, the, the scripture came to me first. And it's out of Revelation. I know all the things you do that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. But since you're lukewarm water, since you're like lukewarm water, neither hot or cold, I'll spit you out of my mouth. So be all in, man. This is, I, I, I like to say it like this. Life should be fun, but it's not a game. And, and. There, every prophet that has ever prophesied the end of the world has been wrong. We're still here, right? But I will promise you this. We are closer to the end today than we were yesterday. That's all I'm going to say. If we're here another thousand years, it, be sure that, man, you, you were living a fulfilled life because you were giving it everything that you had, and you wanted all that God had for you. And you wake up every day, even 
on a Monday morning, you're like, oh, man, how did this happen already? And encourage yourself and get out of bed. And, and, and uh, hopefully you got your coffee brewed. The other morning I woke up, and I'm like, I go to get a cup of coffee. And I forgot to brew the coffee. I'm like, oh, darn it, you know. First world problems. I got to wait like 20 more minutes now. <laughs> Feel sorry for me. But anyway, so, but man, giving it everything you got. And if, if again, having fun, but realizing God's got something specific and special for you each day. He does. And it might not be somebody hands you a million dollar check. And it might not be that you got somebody born again. Maybe, maybe, maybe you just had a great conversation with somebody. Maybe you were, maybe you were struggling with somebody at work, but somebody else encouraged you. Or maybe that person apologized to you. You know, I, don't, don't put uh, limits on God on what it might be. And don't try to figure it out, Joe, because I like to figure things out. And it never, most of the time, never works. So um, God does it on purpose. But, but this God that we're reading about where the princess takes the baby back to the mom and then she pays her for taking care of the baby. It's like, this, whatever, whatever's going on in your life, it's not a problem. But I'm just telling you, man, these girls were all in. That's why it happened. And so, so make sure in your, in your prayer time, be humble. God, am I doing everything that you want me to do? Am I resisting you in any way, intentionally or unintentionally? Just like me where... Where I, I just, I, I, I think I've probably, you guys have probably heard this, but for four and a half years, I told God, Freedom Church is yours. I, you blessed me. I, I, I was called to plant it, but, but it's not mine. And the Lord, when I'm, the first time I'm in Bethel, I'm like, and, and the Lord's like, yeah, but, but would you allow this to happen? And would you allow this to happen? Would you allow this to happen? And I'm like, ooh, that's weird to me, Lord. I don't understand that. God doesn't care if you understand it. If he's saying to do it, and, and, I, and I say it like this, I, I don't know the Lord rarely ever asks me to do anything. He's just direct like I am, and he just tells me to do it. And I love it. Okay, this is what I want you to do. I need you to do this. Joe, do this. How? Take the first step. And then, and then I start seeing things. And I, I, I'm a visionary, man. I see things. I've seen some things even over the last few days where I'm like, okay. And, and I've learned not everything I see is God. So, so, I go, so I have to go through a process sometimes. And, and I'm just going to tell you guys that if I, if I see something for you or I get a prophetic word for you, I'm going back to, I'm going back to Bethel for sure in August um, because there's a prophetic conference that week, and I believe I believe that I've got to with the with the prophetic gift, and I don't understand it, and I but I believe that God has shown me I've got it's like some I, I need to I need some more teaching on it to be, to get bold enough to do it, but I'm gonna practice on you guys. <laughs> so so I th- I think Nicole said she was going to put her her suitcase behind my truck and stand there before, and we could not let us back out without getting in the truck. So. Is that what she said? Something like that. That's the way I took it. But anyway, and like I said, man, it, it, don't don't just plan a trip to go there to expecting something unless God is telling you to go because you may not have the experience that I'm having. So, I, but hopefully, 
you are or you're going to begin to have these great experiences, whatever that is for you here at Freedom Church, man, because I'm telling you, I'm buzzing and I'm, I'm bringing whatever I can that I don't have figured out. And I want, to, I want us to read scriptures, but then apply them and see them happen. And I think that is God's heart. And it's just easier just to get up and preach a good message and think that everybody's encouraged and then everybody goes home and we're like, what the heck was that about? I mean, they came in depressed and they left depressed. They came in sick and they left sick. They, whatever it might be. And I don't care, man, maybe we got to, please just receive it. If we got to pray for you for a hundred times before somebody's faith maybe is built enough or however it all works, because I don't have all that figured out, but it's God's will for all of us to walk in health and to be whole and to live this, this 70, 80, 90 years, whatever it is that you're going to have here on this earth healthy and whole so that you can fulfill God's plan for your life. And so if we got to pray for you over and over and over, don't, don't feel uh, dumb or less than or weird or whatever. Just let somebody lay hands on you again for the 40th time until we see it happen. And I believe once we see it begin to happen, it's going to, for whatever reason, it's just going to begin to be easier to see it happen. I can tell you that Bill Johnson's prayed for many people, and he's seen many, many miracles, and then he's prayed for other people many times, but he just keeps praying, and that team in there knows, we're just going to keep praying. At some point, we're going to see this, and I'm encouraging you, at some point, we're going to see this, and I'm just going to encourage you, like, like I was there on a, on a, uh, that Sunday night, and, and I'm not, I wasn't looking at any, there, there was a couple that came in that looked like they probably just walked in off the street and they just sat down and nobody said nothing to them and shouldn't have. But, but my point is, is during worship at some point I looked and man, you see people's hands raised and stuff and you see all kinds of different people. And I'm like, I bet this can get messy at times because you just don't know where people are at in life but they know they are welcome there and they're going to get prayed and and they're coming in and 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 seeing things happen and so we're going to see I I don't know we're, we as 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 things begin happening and and we begin to see the bible come to life here in this church it's going to start drawing people in praise god and 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 if they come in and they're not dressed like you think they ought to be dressed or they're using four-letter words, I just don't give a rip. I mean, they'll, they'll just have to grow but, but over time, whatever it is. Jesus would welcome them with open arms and love them and, and see them get born again. And so people aren't going to, most people probably aren't going to walk in one way and leave a different way the first night. Praise God if it happens. Praise the Lord. It wasn't that way for me, man. It was a process, and, and 26 years later, it's still a process. So, I got a good wife. She's, she's like, straighten up. So, but, you know, if, if you got prayed for, I'm remembering this now, if you got prayed for, please, if, if you've still got pain, man, raise your hand and let people pray for you again. Don't feel less than or anything else and just be prayed for again i i don't know how to, is Chandy going to end this thing somehow with some music or something but but just please make a decision now tell the lord god 
I am all in to your plan. If anything that I am planning is not of you, tell me and I'm going to make it go away.